Newcastle, it's that time again. Here are your bench warmers, Sean and Storky. Hello and welcome to the bench warmers. My name is Sean, and like always, I'm joined by my good mate Matt Storky Stork. Ten episodes, Storky, this season. We've we've hit our first milestone. How are you, mate? Uh, mixed emotions this week, mate. You know oh, obviously, mixed mm. emotions. You know, had a great Easter weekend. Um, you know, had the barbecue. You know, before weather the game. was good. Yeah, it was great. I had the barbecue. You know, had all the nice gear decked out. Even yeah, it posted was good. on my like socials and that. But um, yeah, yourself. Mate, yeah, same. Easter was good. had a had a great Easter with the family. Um, had the in laws come over. They're they're Dragons fans, so they'll kind of yeah. you know, oh, we're going to get you. And I told them no, you weren't. But anyway, Egg yeah. yeah. What caught your eye this weekend? Uh, it was actually today. Today, something I saw today. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost didn't catch my eye because it's pretty hard to pick up. But the Newcastle Knights this weekend will be yes. wearing. Something that us fans have been wanting for a long time, at least five, maybe five plus years now, maybe. Mm. And that's a new Anzac jersey. Yes. But you'd be hard-pressed to bloody know it was an Anzac jersey. You've seen pictures of it like I have. I have. Like, it's... like There's, there's a bit of watermarking in the sleeves, I, I think. Mm. I'm trying to find it. I'm like, man, I used to be pretty good at where's Wally. I have to be able to find this. It's only a jersey. <laughs> They're only so bloody big. Where is this Anzac stuff? Zoom in the photo. Like you said, it's just like... Yeah, it's kind of like they went with that um, that nines idea of just you know having the design kind of in behind the color. Yeah, and yeah, just they definitely went for less is more, but man, it's just it's just frustrating. And then obviously, and also yeah, not the big available. Yeah, they're not available for fans to buy. Yeah, so we've what been crying out it for so long, and now we can't buy them, and they give us a below par Anzac jersey. Oh, yeah. mate, we're getting into the show. Mate, a couple of minutes in. Stalky's firing up already. Am, mate, I love my jerseys. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I'm anyway. the same. I was going to get one and then it turns out that I can't. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so mine is... I was luckily enough, you know, to to get this old NRL egg um, for, NRL. for Easter. So I thought I'd, I'd bring it on the show and then as soon as the show finishes, I'm going to demolish it. Oh, but respect for making it last this long, mate. All my chockies um, went on Easter day. <laughs> I've I've struggled. I tell you that much. But um, yeah, you know, I woke up the next morning with a bit of um, you know, bit of the old ache. chocolate hangover. I did. Mm. So you know, I'm um, not sure if you can use pain away for a chocolate hangover, but pain away. Uh, the benchwarmers are powered by Pain Away in 2022. Pain Away is Australia's number one joint and muscle cream spray brand, available from all leading pharmacies. Yep, and um, talking about pain away, we might as well jump into it and just get it over and done with early, hey? Let's crack this open now, hey? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's jump into this week's pain away match review. So let's have a look at the game. The Newcastle Knights took on the Dragons in front of a crowd of 11,113 on Easter Sunday at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Storky, my OCDs kicked in a little bit here. Um, I would have preferred it if they didn't let two people in and it just stayed at 11,111. I think it would have been nice. Let's be honest. If you did that to two Knights fans... You probably would have been doing them a favour. <laughs> probably. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a look at the key stats. The Dragons won 21 to 16, scoring four tries to three. Zach Lomax kicked two from five. Jake Clifford kicked two from three. Zach Lomax obviously kicked that field goal to win the game. Well, they scored again after. We'll get into that. Yeah. The Dragons won the possession battle with 55% possession and had a better completion rate of 87%. The Dragons ran more meters with 1,751. Knights made more errors with 13 to the Dragons 6. Remember last week, everyone blowing up at how bad our errors were? I didn't yeah. really see that this week. Um, but last week, our errors, we only had two more than, than the other team. Whereas it was this wet, week, yeah. and then it was wet. Wet game. Yep, yep. I was about to cut you off. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so 13 errors to Dragon 6, and we made more tackles with 376 tackles. Now, Storky, remember last week how I was saying that the Dragons had won 70% of the last 10 games we had played, so they'd won 7, if you, if you know your math. How could I forget? Yep, how could you forget? It was great, great segment. Um, but yeah, we, we outscored them. Well, now they've obviously won 8 from 11, but we're still outscoring them. 247 to 244, they've closed the gap a little bit. Look, end of the day, if you're a player, you know, out around Sunday night, um, that's the most important thing. Yeah, you, that, you go that back into key. the sheds yep. after that loss, and you know that you're singing that song just that little bit louder. Yeah, one of the players would have went, Hey, did you know the benchies brought out this stat? Yep. Yeah. I'm Without sure. Without a doubt. I'm sure it was on the wall. Um, <laughs> anyway, interesting stat. They had five set restarts, we had zero. What did you make of the refereeing standards of that match? Look, it wasn't great. A lot of 50-50 calls that could have went either way. But I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to go through every single call. A lot of people online were very happy. A lot of people blame the referees for the loss. I'm not one of those people. You yeah. know, I, the referees didn't make us drop the ball and have as many errors as you mentioned. You know, they didn't... They weren't the cause of our clunky offense. Oh, 100%, yeah. So yeah, it there, is what it is. There was a few 50-50 calls that could have went... I have a way. That's how a fifty-fifty call works for those playing at home. Um, but yeah, obviously they did, they didn't go our way. But yeah, I wouldn't sit there and say that the ref dropped the ball, the ref yeah. missed tackles, like, like yeah, you, you were saying. You can't leave the game into the hands of the referee. You yep. should be doing the little things right, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now before the game, Storky, before yeah. the game, I was I was very excited to see Edric Lee warming up. I was. It was good to see a tall um, Edric back. Mm. You know, he's been missing for a long time. You know, we thought he was in witness relocation program, but he's back. Yeah, no, he's finally back and it was great to see. There was. Another great thing to see was the bloody view from... How good is the view from that ground? It's unbelievable. I've been there twice myself. Never Um, been there. You and I both like being close to the action. You you yep. sit on the fence. Any I do. Any you know any further, and you'd be on the field. Any closer, I'd have dimples in the butt <laughs> from the fence. Exactly. I didn't want to say it. Well, but, but anyway, it's up to the imagination of the viewers. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I saying? But if if you sit high in that western grandstand, you get this really nice view of the ocean. You can hear the waves crashing. It's just so beautiful. Wouldn't have been beautiful on Sunday. But it was it it's it is a beautiful ground. And the breaks in play, they had the drone, yep. you know, that was flying around and looking at the ocean. It it was going out so far at one stage. I'm like, are we going to the new? I, when, when do the Warriors play? I, I, I wasn't sure what was going on. I did see that, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm no drone expert, but eventually you're going to get out of range. And I don't know if it gives you a warning that it's out of range or whether or not you just you know see your little drone go. <laughs> Yeah, there goes another one, boys. He went too far. I'm no drone expert, but I'd say a lot of drones have met their watery graves from people, you know, on their maiden voyage or (laughs) maiden flight. Yeah. Oh, that's a horrible segue. Anyway, um, black armbands. I don't know if you noticed the black armbands on the weekend for for Jack Newton, father of father of Clint, um, obviously an Australian golfing legend. Reason why I say it was a bad segue is we were talking about flying and uh, did did you have you heard the story of how he lost his arm? I haven't actually. No, so I wasn't sure where you were going with it. <laughs> um, he lo- he lost his arm. He was either boarding a plane or what do they say when you're unboarding a plane? Is it unboarding a lighting from the plane? Um, whatever whatever sure. the word is, I don't really know. Mm. Um, but yeah, he you know the old school planes with the twin propellers and yeah. stuff. He he got yeah. a little bit close to a propeller and and Ooh, lost cracking. an arm. That would have I was not aware of that. That would have that would traumatic. That would have that would have hurt. It would have been yeah. traumatic to to see. It would have yeah. it would have just wouldn't have been that that great. And very funny bloke though. Like I'm um, on the he's been on the footy show a few times and you know always had a bit of a laugh. So yeah. You know, it's, yeah, a very sad loss for the family. Do you have a favourite moment of his from the footy show? Oh, I think everybody remembers the bit in the footy show when um, Mario Fennick uh, <laughs> was interviewing him and Mario Fennick gives him the bloody cup of tea in the saucer Yeah, just, and then just carries on like nothing else. Just, and, um, just the look on his face and the professionalism. He's there holding his saucepan, um, just kind of looking down going, how do you expect me to grab, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grab the cup, you idiots? Yeah. Um, Clune, Clune was out. Yeah, he was um, a bit of a was, bit of concern. There's obviously a concern there, and and we've 
uh, Lee coming into the side to Wales has gone on to the right-hand side of the field, which yeah. I'm one of these people that, well, I think I'm the only one really that sits there and says <laughs> Twyla can't play on the right, but he proved me, proved me wrong, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, oh, I think we're the better team in the first 20 minutes. There's probably a lot of people out there that would disagree. There's a lot of people out there would say, well, yeah, but a football game goes for 80 minutes, you idiot. Well, your co-host is not 20. one of the ones that would disagree because I actually Thank agree. You. I when I went back and watched it the second time, like mm-hmm. like we always say, you notice a lot more the second time. It was a lot closer um, than yes. you know for a long period of that game, especially the first twenty minutes. I did think we played better. Um, we we did. Yeah. There there was a few situations there where I thought we played we played our hand really well. Um, even off the, the 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 kickoff at the start of the game, we've passed the ball too wide to Clemmer, and I thought, oh, maybe that's going to be our tactic. This game is we're going to go wide and yeah, spread it a bit, spread it a bit, and and tire out their big man. But the, that's about as far as it went. But Randall <laughs> Randall made a scoot from dummy half early. Um, he had Kurt Mann in support. Mann's got it off to Jacob Safidi. I thought Jacob may have scored there. And then Kurt Mann again. Uh, not Kurt Mannikin. Kurt Mannikin. Kurt, Kurt Mannikin. He was watching from home. <laughs> he was. Um, he's, he's, he's a great viewer. He just sits there and watches. He, he doesn't say much. I haven't seen him blink yet. No, no, I've I. I'm just glad he's sitting there looking at you and, and not me. Anyway, uh, Kurt Mann has... He's chasing a, a beautiful grubber from from Clifford. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he was thinking. I thought maybe he was thought he was playing basketball or something. He's tried to dribble it from about chest height. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Why did he not try and grab the ball? Like seeing at home, I'm like watching the replay, thinking that was really high. Why did yeah. he not try and grab it and ground it rather than just putting it down? I know in the heat of the moment, it was probably really quick and happened in the split. You know, split of split, an eye. Split or, second. Split second. Mm. Um. But yeah, we didn't come away with the cookies. No, no, and 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 Jacob Safidi really let me down. It was it was around that twenty minute mark. Um, yeah, Jack Jack Bird's put a grubber in. He's he's chasing the grubber, and and Jacob Safidi's just kind of lent into him and, and, and taken him that, out. Which I think was a fair call. I think that penalty was Absolutely, warranted. I think yeah. he definitely yeah. changed his line to put him in. Look, it wasn't really bad, like malice no. type of bad. No. But definitely, um, yeah, cost and, us and there. And what really, there's two things in in this moment that really bug me is, is one is just trust your fullback, trust your outside men that they're going to get to the ball before Jack Bird. Yeah. Um, he he obviously felt like that wasn't going to happen, so he's had to do something to slow him down or something. Who who knows? Um, and that that two points just really took the wind out of our sails. Yeah, because like you said, I think we were playing better than they were up until that point. So yeah, yeah and then and then you know it felt like not long after that, McCulloch went over. Yeah, he, he's he's dived over from dummy half, and he was our that was the key matchup for, yeah, for this game was Randall and McCulloch. I feel Randall, uh, sorry, McCulloch won the battle. Yeah, I don't think Randall had a bad game. Like, he kills it every week with the tackle, oh, you know, yeah. tackle counts. What, what have I got written down here? I'll tell you in a second. Randall made 52 tackles to McCulloch's 37. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm. But um, no, I think McCulloch, he was one of the standout players for their side. There was a guy I ring up during the week on one of the radio programs I listened to, and he was absolutely bagging. He was a Dragons fan. Absolute bagging McCulloch. And why do they keep picking him? He's terrible. Get rid of him. You you got no brain picking him every week. And I'm like watching that game thinking, mate, well, mate you're he's, wrong. He's about 40, and he's out there doing doing the job he has to do. Yeah. Mm. But um, uh, yeah, someone that really stood up for us, Ponga. It's good yes. to see him bounce back. Yeah. You know, he had that try saver against Sims. Like, I'm going to be totally honest here. You know, when Sims was running, I'm thinking, here we go. We're going to see a Ponga arm turnstile out and just yeah, run yeah, straight over him. Ponga kind of sticks his arm out and then does this spectacular 360 and yeah, hits the ground and exactly. goes, well, I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought we are going to see. him th- for being in AEW or something. Yeah, and um, old Tarek Sims, he seems to score against us every every game. Yeah, the crowd, when he when he plays at um, MJS, they are like, just give it to him. Yeah, we do. Give, and he loves it, but he turns he around and he's like, he's asking for it more. So he loves it. He vibes off of it. Yeah. But I was not happy at all with what he did after that tackle. So props to Ponga, like I was saying, that was oh, an incredible yeah, tackle. And um, Sims gets up and you know puts the old boot in the face of Ponga, which was a hundred percent deliberate. Slow oh, it yeah. down as much as you want. Slow it down to yep. snail speed. Whatever you want to do, it was deliberate. Well, I thought maybe we were the only people that saw it, so I've had to get it. I've had to you know record that bit of footage. 
put it online and it turns out that there was heaps of people that saw it yeah. and they thought it was deliberate as well. You can see him look over at yeah. Ponga. He adjusts his boot to kick him square in the face. If Ponga maybe played on it a little bit more, because like, let's be honest, getting kicked in the face of studs is going to hurt. I don't know why he didn't. Like he, yeah, 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 he kind of grabbed his head and he was a little slow to get up. Maybe he was scared of you know, heading off for a HIA test. Yeah, or maybe he was thinking, because they were pretty close to the line there. Maybe he was like, oh, crap, just I get back and get defend. up and get in the line. Yeah, yep. I'd say that's probably more like it. Yep, yeah, exactly. Now, I was saying before that, you know, I'm I'm a man that doesn't like seeing Tuala on the, on the right, but you're I'm the conductor. I'm gonna, he's a Tuala Express. You're his number one fan. I'm going to start calling you the conductor. I might be his only fan. I'm not not that type of only what's fan. The, um, what's the conductor? Is it the conductor out of Thomas the Tank Engine? What's the, the Fat uh, Controller. No, they had to change it for political correctness. Oh, so he's not uh, called the Fat Controller Yeah, anymore. what's he called? Oh, he's Sir Toppen Hat. Sir, or to- <laughs> Sir Toppen, what are they thinking? Sir Toppen Hat. I don't know. I'm happy to be called the Fat <laughs> Controller of the Tuala Express if, if, if you want okay. me to. That's fine um, with that. I can see the memes already. <laughs> yeah, so can I, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I sit there and say I don't want to see him on the right, but I was happy to see him on the right for Edric. And, mate, he scored. First try for the Knights. I know it was beautiful. It, it was it, it was a, it was a great try. It was the ball was all the way on the all the way on the left hand side of the field. We've spread it all the way to the right. Um, Pong has had to do a little bit of a juggle, and he's Pong has done a lot of work in setting that try up. Yeah, um, it was it was it was a great great try. Unfortunately, though, the celebrations didn't last too long because uh, the Dragons, you know, scored back to back tries. After that, and one of those tries included the now infamous uh, Lomax and Frizzell incident. Would I be wrong in saying I now don't like Zach Lomax? Yeah, I think you'd be right there with pretty much every single Knights fan that watched that game. It was just a very grubby thing to do. He claims that he knew him and it was a fun, you know, interaction. But if he knew him, he knows Frizzell is a serious, you know, competitive person. And he wasn't going to take that kindly. Friend or not. Like, you don't just go jumping on the back of another team player. Yeah. He he copped a $1,000 fine, which is nothing. That's, that's, you know, a a can of Steel City to him. Like, it's... um, but yeah, like, it's just not good. Like I don't want to see it come to the point like in the NFL where like you know you like frown at somebody and then you get a penalty or whatever. Yeah. But you can't be running around doing that. Yeah, the low max. Yep. I would love to know what David Clemmer said at full time oh, yeah. about the situation. He went over like kind of calm at first, yeah. but then Lomax kind Lomax, of like started to turn away. Well, I almost thought that Lomax was, you know, getting ready to shake his hand, just thinking yeah. it was going to be a nice exchanging of words, a bit of a yeah. handshake and off you go. But... Because that was fairly like, that was a long time after that happened. So yeah. obviously Clemmer hang on to that, which was good. But I would have respected Lomax more if he just like, you know, you could see that he was acknowledging, okay, yeah, no worries, Clem, I did the wrong thing. No, because you know, he went away. Like and he was just trying to get away from him. He went away and then there was vision of him there with a water bottle or whatever at full oh. time having a bit of a laugh about it. The old water bottle squeezing, I, I did not like yep. that. I don't know, it just grated me the and wrong way. And in that moment as well, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but I'm I'm sitting there watching the vision and I see this little blue speck go across the screen and I'm like, hang on, I'm going to slow You're it like, down. You're like, hang on, I haven't had that many Steel Cities. <laughs> I can't be seeing things. Um, so I've slowed it down, and it was it was a not I'm not saying it was a Steel City, but it was a blue beer can. I don't know what other blue beer cans there are. Two is new. I, I, I don't know what would have been for sale we'll at the game. We we'll have to beat that out now. Yeah, it was a two is. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> um, yeah, and no, I've just seen it fly across the screen. I'm sitting there thinking, 2022, that's what you're wearing now, right? Yeah. There's cameras everywhere. Who even thinks they're going to get away with throwing a can? Yes, I get it. The heat of the moment, you're watching your team. You, yeah. There's the guy from your team that's just been absolutely, you know, WWE style thrown to, well, no, AEW style thrown to the ground. Um yeah. And there's a bit of a biff in front of you, but there's no need to throw a can. So this day and age, they miss people stomping on people's faces. They miss beer cans getting thrown onto the field. What Yet do they, they pick do? up a crusher tackle, which <laughs> didn't even look like a crusher tackle. And then people get sent off for it. It's What a crazy game that we uh, yeah. love so dearly. Now, I want to I wanna talk about the Kalen Ponga try. And I want to talk about it because I feel like my mate Edric... Was was he was shafted? He was absolutely shafted. Yeah. Bradman Best is running down the sideline. He's a quick man. 
Very, very, yes. very quick man. Did you know, Storky, he used to be a beach sprinter? I have heard the rumors. You know, I you know, didn't get, haven't had my issue of Beach Runner um, weekly. You know, I've missed it for the last few subscriptions. But um, yeah, I have heard something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, there's, there's a photo of a young Bradman where he's, you know, he's not so built. A young Bradman? How old is he now? <laughs> yeah. You're carrying on like he's a senior citizen. Well, I'm an old man. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's a photo of a young Bradman. I reckon he'd be in his early early teens. Yeah. Um, there in his, in his Speedo and that, that weird cap that they wear in the... Oh, yeah. Yep. The whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, you, man. Yep, and uh, anyway... I don't know what you call them, but I know what you're talking about. That, that That's just a photo I, I, I saw. I don't, I don't really really know where I'm going with this story, but he was a beach sprinter, all right? Um, anyway, he's he's sprinting away, and yeah, he could have passed it to Edric on, on his left, and I would have got my anytime try scorer last week. But no, he's, he's passed it infield to Kalen Ponga to go in under the sticks. Yeah, well, actually, interesting Ponga stat, which was sent in to us by um, Adrian Meagle. Yep. So, thank you, Adrian. Um, was that that try by Caelan Ponga was 150th try for the Newcastle Knights against the Dragons. So, Adrian has all these really weird stats. Um, I don't know where he gets his, his stats from. You know, <laughs> he's watching this right now, and I'm he, he's sitting there sending a message. This is where I get my stats from. He's... Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, thank you, Adrian Magali. We appreciate the stat. Yep. Um, so that leveled it up at, at 16 all um, kind of gave us hope that we could go on to win it from here. We'll, we we seem to be edging ahead yeah, at that point. It was. We were edging ahead at that point. But you brought up um, before about Bradman and his Speedos. Mm. You see old Clem when uh, he got his pants down and his, um, the old Reg Grundies, the old budgie smugglers I did. came out on display. I, I did. And I was kind of hoping because every, everyone knows how you, you play the ball. Um, you've obviously got a there's, a... there's a bit of movement between your left and your right foot to play the ball. And I, I was kind of There's a bit of movement by two other balls. Uh, they're a bit Yours? tight, those budgie smugglers. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of just hoping that for some reason he'd he'd face plant tripping over on his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's real nice. Yeah, our own team, our own player. It just would have been funny, all right. Okay. I would have I would have got a laugh out of it. Um, but what I didn't get a laugh out of Stalky was that happened twenty meters right in front. Yeah. We'd only had two tackles inside their twenty before that in the in the second half, so we we hadn't played much football down their end at all. Um, there's seven minutes to go. I go for a field goal there. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't. Like I, you get the ball back from a field goal anyway, so go for the field goal, get in front, get the ball back, last tackle, you know, boot yeah, it back down yeah. the other end. I, I just feel that I don't know. There just should have been leadership there somewhere saying, "Look, let's just kick the one." Yeah. I know there's seven minutes to go. It's not seven seconds. There's yeah. still a lot that can happen in seven minutes, but let's just kick the field goal. We're one up in front. It doesn't mean we have to work our way down here again to try and, you know, come back from, from them kicking a field goal or something. Um, yeah, I, I, We need I, that leader, I, that leader that just says, this is what we're doing, Yeah, field well, goal. Pass it to me, I'm kicking a field goal. Yeah, exactly. and instead, it ends up with Phoenix who kicks it across to, to old Edric who gets tackled over the sideline and, and the play's dead. Yeah. Did you see you're talking about, well, we were talking about earlier about Clemmer getting his pants pulled down. Just see, mm. um, must have been a night for it. Bloody Frizzell got his pants pulled down. Too. No, his I didn't see smugglers that. came down a bit further. Mm. I felt bad for the bloke, you know. He wasn't too great. <laughs> it was broken. It had a crack in it. <laughs> That's uh, a good one. I, I do I do enjoy that joke. The old dad jokes. Yeah, an- another dad joke that I liked, Storky. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to whip out this dad joke for you. I'm a bit of a magician myself. Okay. I, I, I fancy myself as a bit of a magician. I can't pull a rabbit out of a hat. Well, I think I know where you're going with this. But I can pull a hair out of my ass. Yeah, I have heard that one. <laughs> You've heard that one. We're cracking out. We can <laughs> sit here all night and go for dad jokes. Some a lot better than others. <laughs> yeah. But we probably should move on. To, we'll, um... we'll move on to the Lomax field goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lomax has done what we should have did. Should have yeah. done. Should have did. Should have done. Should have did. Past tense. Yeah, exactly. What we should have done, but we chose not to, he slots it. He did. And like for you know, he was seemed to be everywhere this night. Like, you know, unfortunately for us. Unfortunately know, for us. If he wasn't climbing, you know, Frizzell's back, he was popping he was, over he was field goals. A field goal. Now there yeah. was a bit of controversy after the field goal where we've Cliff has gone for a short kickoff. Yeah. Um and old Zach Lomax again. 
he's he's tried to bat it backwards. I yep. think it's gone sideways. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. and say it's gone directly sideways. Yeah. Um, some could say it went forward. Some could say it went back. Um, anyway, and there was J- Jaden Sewer was about a meter, meter and a half in front when he did that. But the ruling is that when they're, they've batted the ball, if you can get in line or behind that player before you touch the ball, fair game. Yeah. Do you think that's what it was? Was it uh, fair game? Was it was a tough it, one. I know a lot of offside? fans. How did you see A it? lot of fans are blowing up and they were blaming that call on our whole game. And yeah, it did probably look a bit dodgy. You know, at the time I was the same, but it's so hard to tell. Even the replay with the camera angle was hard to tell for mm. me if he was back. Um, I tend to think maybe he was was a tiny bit in front, but it's 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 yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. And then you know they've they've gone on to score another try and put it completely out of yeah. out of reach. Um, that was the fourth straight loss for us, and that's our first fourth straight loss under AOB. Um, you want to hear something very depressing? Yes. The Tigers. Yes. Have well, we've only won one more game than the Tigers this season. Get out. <laughs> How depressing is that? That's not something on I needed to hear right now, Stalky. No, no, not not this episode. <laughs> but anyway, move on. I'll, I'll try yep. and lift you back up. Here let, we go. Lift Let's me go. up. So the Steel City key moment of the week. So let me set this up for you because it's got mm-hmm. a bit of setting up to do. There's a lot of hands involved in this. So Crossland kicks the ball. Um, he comes down. Edric Lee grabs it, passes it off of the ground, which was a great, yeah, you know, great, great effort. Yeah. Um, it passes it to Clifford. Clifford does a little bit of his magic out to Gags. Gags cuts through a few defenders, you know, yep. finds old Frizzell. Frizzell finds Gags back on the inside. Gags straight over for a try. Yeah. One of the best night's tries oh, I've seen, not just it this was, year. It was great. But for a, probably a few years, yeah. that was great. Um, you know, I'll dissect that a little bit. Uh, three Knights players were under that ball. Yeah. Edric's out jumped all of them and... I think it was one or one or two dragons didn't have to players. Jump very high. No, he didn't. He just stood on his tippy toes. Mm. Um, then, like you said, he he got the ball back out. But then when Gags went through, I thought when he gave it to Frizzell, Frizzell was in. Yeah, so did I. And that would have given you your anytime try scorer because I think yeah. Frizzell was your anytime try scorer he last was. week. And I wanted him to get over against the drags too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously Gags got it, and I, I feel like. I felt it was going to go to the bunker. Yeah. I, I really you feel that with every try about these days. Like I'll sit in there and at the time I'm sitting there thinking, oh, was there a knock on somewhere in Edric Lee getting the ball? Maybe there was an accidental offside. Like I felt like there was there was a lot for the, the bunker to dissect on that one. But not only was the try great, did you see after the try, and you can see in the footage behind me, that uh, old Ben Cummins has gone for a bit of a trip. Oh, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> Nothing better in our game. Nothing better than the best part. Is better than the actual fall is when you see their faces <laughs> when they get up because they're like literally you could like their they're faces so are so red you could like boil an egg on it or something because they're like just so red and embarrassed. Yeah. It's so that try, stuff. that try, and Ben Cummings tripping over. That's got to be the key moment. That's the Steel City key moment of the week. Yeah. Reward yourself with a Steel City. Rewind it back. Watch Ben Cummings. <laughs> Get pushed over again <laughs> and again and again and again. Just watch it all day. Yes. All right, let's move on to this week's man shake man of the match. One point to Tyson Frizzell, two points to David Clemmer, and three points in your man shake man of the match, Kalen Ponga. Now let's have a look at some of Kalen Ponga's stats. Amazing stats, Storky. He played 80 minutes, one try, one try assist, 29 runs for 240 metres, 42 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks, one line break, two line break assists, seven offloads, 102 fantasy points for those playing at home, and one huge try saver on Tarek Sims. Man, that was a huge game from Ponga. Yeah, especially after probably what was going on in his head for him to block that out and have a great game like that. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but he's definitely stood above a lot of our other players. Absolutely. So let's have a look at the NRL ladder brought to you by the Cambridge. At the end of round six, the Panthers are still in first. Storm, Sharks, and Eels are top four. Small change to the top four order. Yeah. 
Roosters, Sea Eagles, Cowboys, and Rabbitohs round out the top eight. We are nowhere to be seen. No. Not for we a were. while now. Yeah. Warriors, Titans, Knights, Raiders, Dragons, and the Boncos. West Tigers finally got a win and jumped the Bulldogs, who are now on the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. So, so obviously, obviously in round two, um, we beat who was then at the bottom of the ladder. So yeah. hopefully come round 10, we beat who's hopefully at the bottom of the ladder we come round um, 10. Imagine being a Bulldogs fan. <laughs> like, I know everybody mucks around with that. Hello, darkness, my old friend. But like, they're more than best friends. They're sleeping together. <laughs> like something's going on there. That's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but yeah, it's all right. So now it's um, uh, time for Nighted News brought to you by Sid Fogs. Hey, Link, how are you, mate? Good, boys. How are we doing? All right. How, how was your Easter long weekend? Very good, mate. Very good. Enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the weekend. Would have been nice to have the win in there, but uh, yeah. Tell you what, mate, they keep me busy this week. It's uh, I know nights in the headlines, isn't it? Plenty of things going on. There certainly is, boys. Plenty to talk about this week. But uh, look to kick it off. The twenty-seven-year-old playmaker Anthony Milford has had his contract registered with the NRL. Um, now, look, there's a little bit of an asterisk next to this one, um, as the listeners may be aware. Anthony will need to complete a substantial amount of rehabilitation and personal development um, assessments. What, what that is, I'm not entirely sure. Now, if he substantially completed enough of these within four weeks, um, he'll be given the green light to take the field, which, funnily enough, will be against his old club, the Broncos, in round 11. Um, he he will be permitted to train with the club, so expect to see some photos of Milf training with the clubs very shortly. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be a four week wait before we can see Anthony take the field. Um, but yeah, I think we can all agree uh, much needed um, stocks at the moment. Mm, yep. Now the the big one that's just been swirling around. I know um, all the listeners at halftime would have just been uh, in a spin. I think we all were. It was pretty hard. So. <laughs> yeah focus on the game it was just turmoil wasn't it um biggest half big, ever yeah <laughs> it was mate it, I, I, I couldn't pay attention for the first 10 15 minutes of the game um yeah, yeah this contract um this three-year contract extension with Kalen ponga um reports had come out from the daily telegraph saying the knights had pulled the contract um you know we saw Kalen ponga come out in the press conference and sort of shut down those rumors um Look, it's just been an absolute mess. Now, look, a report came out today that said basically um, Andre Ponga, Caitlin Ponga's father, who's an unaccredited player agent, um, has apologised to the club profusely. Now, we do. It looks like it's been established that there's only the contract negotiations are only basically between Andre Ponga and the CEO Phil Gardner, and really no other sort of club officials. And the breakdown in communication has basically been the announcement of this contract. Um, you know, it certainly looks like Kalen would be staying uh, with the Knights, but um, sort of come to a bit of a loggerhead as to who would announce this contract. Strangely enough, mm. now um, I think where there's a bit of smoke, there's fire. Obviously, someone's leaked this, and it's probably a strategic element to it that maybe to try and get this deal pulled along. I think everyone's just sick and tired of this contract drama. I think a lot of people are thinking, you know, there's two offers on the table. Why is this dragging on and on and on? For all three parties, it's just getting messier and messier. Um, Mm. It's like a circus. It's too coincidental too that it was released at halftime of the game. It's just, yeah. Yeah, even Dolphins fans would be over it. Do they have fans? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) They have pods. So, yeah. So, it looks like... um, Andre's gone into a bit of damage control. Look, perhaps maybe the Knights did pull their offer. Uh, maybe they sort of had got short with Kalen's uh, management and had enough of it. Um, yeah, I think there's probably a little bit more to this story than we'll probably ever hear. Yeah. Um, but look, it looks like uh, there's going to be an announcement hopefully very soon. Um, we do know it's going to be an offer between 1.1 to 1.2 a season. Um, Kalen did have a very strong performance. It was good to see him, you know, we did know he had a bit of a knee niggle. 
um, to get back on the front foot again and play some good football. Mm. So let's hope we can get this to bed. We can all move on and it's sort of, you know, yeah. not taking up the headlines agree. anymore. Yep, I agree. But that leads us into this next uh, next story. Um, Cameron Munster, another bit of hot property. Uh, look, we do know Cameron Munster is contracted the Storm for 2023, so he isn't available for 2024. But uh, reports are there's seven NRL clubs, only seven, believe it or not. I think every club should be chasing Cameron <laughs> yeah, Munster. Yeah. Um, look, absolutely red-hot form at the moment. Uh, we do know, look, if he is expected to stay at Storm, he's going to be taking a, a substantial haircut. Um, and look, one of the clubs that's been um, been named as, as a, a suitor is the Knights. So perhaps a little bit of a plan B if uh, this stuff with Ponga was to fall through. I can understand why the Knights would want to get these negotiations tied up to sort of allow us time to, to look at another potential candidate to bring in. Mm. Um, but yeah, sort of another one to, to maybe keep an eye on moving forward. Now, someone who will not be with the club next year Mitchie Barnett, boys. Um, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we thought it was a bit of an April Fool's prank, didn't we? Um, it was the 1st of April when these first <laughs> reports did, came yeah. out. Yeah, so look, it's it's sort of been swirling around. I posted something only a couple of days ago. Uh, the noise wasn't going around uh, the Warriors. Um, we do know that the Warriors had initially tried to get uh, Mitch to the club even before the ball was kicked off this season. The Knights had blocked any sort of negotiations, they weren't going to have any part of it. Um, But yeah, look, um, Mitch has uh, a new player manager. So obviously he's worked his magic. Uh, He signed a three-year deal linking up with uh, our old coach, uh, Nathan Brown. Uh, Obviously, Brandy brought him to the club. I think he only played five games for the Raiders. He was sort of one of those first players we got across in that dire 2017 year. Um, Mm. Yeah, a bit unfortunate, boys. I think he was a... uh, Bit of a fan yeah. favorite, old Barney, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. He was definitely one of my favorites. And like you said, he's he's only played he only played uh, five games before coming to the club. He, in a way, he almost felt like a junior of ours. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it d- definitely feels like we're losing an integral part of the team. I know a lot of people have been saying online this is all because of the elbow incident. It's not. Like you said, they were ch- there was the they were chasing him before that even happened. Yep. I yep. think there's a lot more to it. I think you um, alluded, well, didn't allude, you actually said about the Brownie connection. I think that's mm. a huge one. I know Brownie yep. was really high on Barney. Um, I think, well, I don't know the money, but I'm gathering they're probably painting me a little bit more. He's got a young family. It's probably got a lot to do with it as well. I think all these contributing factors... Uh, much more substantial, um, you know, than the bloody elbow incident being the reason he's yeah, leaving. Yeah, they've, they've got a great fan base too. Um, yeah. I feel a fan base that won't turn on you if you accidentally, you know, hit someone with your elbow or, or whatever. So I, th- I think that might help him as well. But I can't help but think the club's a bit of a circus at the moment. Mm. The whole the whole thing going on with, with Kale and Ponga and then... Um, Obviously, Barney asking for a release earlier, and we said no. And I, I don't know. I just the, the whole Anzac jersey thing. Um, it, yeah. yeah, the the club just feels like a bit of a circus, bit of a joke at the moment. Yeah, it does. Mm. What's your take on it, Link? Yeah, look, oh, I know it's going to be missed, but um, like I tell you, uh, Matt Croker certainly impressed, and you know. Uh, he's certainly a bit unproven, but I, from what I've seen from Matt so far, um, look, if it's going to free up a little bit of salary cap space, I don't know what Mitchie's on. Um, mm, yeah. But, you know... Probably a good chunk. More than Croker, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, more than Croker. And, you know, look, I, I've been pretty impressive with Matt. I, I'd suspect he, he might sort of take that spot next year if he continues to perform well. Um, we can yeah, give Barney's yeah. salary to... To um, Munster. Munster. Could you mm. imagine Munster and mm. Pong, if Ponga in that in there with our line? Poo. Yeah, yeah. Be very nice. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can um get a straight swap for Barnett <laughs> and Walsh. Maybe we can get Reese Reese Walsh over. Mm, that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, that'd be a good trade. I'd <laughs> go for that. And then if Ponga does, you know, head north, then we got Reese Walsh. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Plenty, plenty know. to unpack I mean, strange, from that one. Strange bloody things have happened too. <laughs> Who knows, knows, mate? Who knows what I'll be talking <laughs> about next week at the moment? 
don't know. Like we 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 never know. Like I was saying, that's club's a bit of a circus. We could be we we could fold next week. We could yeah. who knows? And injury injury stick didn't even make you know anything this week. He's oh, he's I always know, lurking in the shadows. So. You've jinxed it now. I know. Oh. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'll probably injure myself now. Thanks, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that's that's everything for you this week, mate. That's all wrapped up for you guys. All done. Perfect, mate. I think this is just the beginning. Just the beginning. Yeah. You're going to have a long season, mate. I can feel it. Strap yourself in, Link. Certainly am, boys. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us for another week, mate. Cheers, boys. Talk soon. Thank you. All right, Stalky, it's time for our Lambton Park match preview. Let's have a look at this week's round seven clash against the fourth place Parramatta Eels at 2 p.m. this Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. The game will be live on Foxtel and KO. Let's have a look at the team list for round seven. At fullback, Kalen Ponga, Lee and Tuala on the wing, Gagai and Best in the centers. At 5'8, Jack Jake. Clifford. Called him Jack again. Jack. Again. Yeah. And Adam Clune at halfback. Clemmer and Daniel Safidi in the front row. Frizzell and Jones in the second row. And Kurt Mann at lock. Crossland, and Jacob Safidi. Thompson and Sue on the bench. Good to see Jack Johns and Heimel Hunt named in the reserve stalking. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure they'll get a run, but um, it's yeah, good to see them back. That leads me to a question. Can you see Heimel playing again this year? Barring no injuries. Yeah, we were talking about this um, before the season in the um, trial games, I think. Mm. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. He's definitely not going to be taking Lee's position. No, he won't, he won't take Lee's position. And you have to argue that when Young comes back, that Tuala may be kicked, yeah, kicked to along, the side. So, yeah, so, I, I don't know. I can't really see it at the moment. Like, yeah, either can I, because I even have Tuala above Hunt. And Hunt's very reliable, but I just don't know if he has that speed. Like I think his defense is probably a bit more better than his offense at the moment. But Yep. Yeah. All right, so like you were saying before, what a win for the Tigers over the Eels last week. A field goal in the dying seconds. Does that give you hope for a win at home against the Eels? Uh, Kind of the opposite, really. (laughs) I'm kind of a little bit worried that they're going to come out with a point Come out charging. Hashtag come out charging. Come out smashing us. Mm. Um, But yeah, so no, I'm a a little bit concerned. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I feel like they're probably a little bit embarrassed to lose to the... To the Tigers, kind of like how um, how who who do we be in two thousand and sixteen? Was it was the Titans, I think. Titans, yeah. Uh, Titans back then at you home. You kind of expected to beat the Titans. Yeah, but you know we only won one game in two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> it was against them. They yeah. they'd, they'd feel pretty bad. True. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that outcome will have any effect on how Parramatta come into this no. game. No, I'm I'm quietly confident that you know we're going to step up. I'm quietly hoping that we're going to stand up, but uh, you know, end of the day, where do you see the Knights winning and losing this one? Um, that's hard. That that's hard after last week. Yeah. Um, I I think it depends heavily on the fitness of Clune, whether mm. or not Clune, you know, he is named at seven, but whether or not he actually plays yeah. is another story. Um, they have great great halves. Yeah. Um. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Brown, Dylan Brown, Brown and Brown. They're great across the park, to be honest. Mm. Parramatta, and they have they have a huge forward pack. Yeah. So I, they're just a team you have to you have to play your your best yeah. to to beat them. So yeah, I I don't know. What about you? I think one secret for us, oh, there is no secret actually, because we don't know what that secret is, because we keep on losing at the moment. But um, I think the DSAF and JSAF, like I'm not having a go at them, but I think they need to stand up a little bit. Um, I just. My, I think they've been a little bit underdone. Yeah, you know the last um, few weeks, um, still playing all right. But I just, yeah, there's a few mistakes creeping into their game, um, which I just think they need to tighten up a little bit. And I think that'll go a long way to helping, especially like you said against the big Parramatta forward pack. Yep. Now I, I, I do it every week when we talk about the upcoming game. I look back at our last ten games, our last ten appearances with the Eels. They have won six. 
and have they've outscored us 190 to 187, but there's only three points in it. Mm. So we're, we're not doing too bad there. Yeah. Would you class the Eels as one of our um, rivals because of 2001? Or do you I think, think so. Yeah, we always seem to um, like play but well against the Eels too. Before 2001, I'm not quite sure they would have been on our radar. Yeah, no, I don't think so either, but... But, but after yeah. that, certainly... Yeah, it definitely feels like the, those type of matches, they're usually generally pretty close. And we yep. usually don't play too bad against the Eels, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But it's okay. So moving on to Kingdom um, at Wrestling's key matchup this week um, is the Battle of the Fullback. So it was a bit of a no-brainer, this one. You know, yep. sometimes we like to go for ones that maybe people might not think of. Weird, wacky. Yeah, but so this one, us. not this time. We just went for Kalen Ponga versus Clint Gutherson. Yep, Battle of the Captains. It's going to be a great Battle yeah. of the Fullbacks. Fullbacks, going to mm. be a great one. Yep. So yep. definitely keep an eye out for that one. Well, KP, uh, to me, played his best game of the year. Mm. <laughs> I know I know he was out for quite a quite a few yeah. games. But yeah, he. I think he played his best game of the year. On, on the weekend, yeah. uh, we need him to play like that every week, especially if he's earning 1.2 or 1.1, whatever the rumored yeah, new people contract. Are question like when you have when you're stringing a few about you know below par games together and you're asking that much money, yeah, doesn't yeah, take much exactly. for people to turn on you. Yep, yep. All right, so let's have a look at the Bay Hotel Punt Club and especially the the top five. In first place, we have Brody Gambrel with. 39 points. Second, John Nolan, 38 points. Third, Riley Collins, 35 points and a margin of 65. Fourth, and also on 35 points, Anton Lee with a margin of 69. And in fifth, also on 35 points, Jason Muller with a margin of 77 points. Storky, <laughs> you went down from 47th to 55th. Yeah. Um, your your tips are you're on fire at the moment. I know. I'm thinking I'm picking into it. I can officially say here on the podcast that the calamari did not work. <laughs> That's no, right, your old calamari trick. I've ditched it, but yep. um, I think I've picked too early. I'm trying to pick too many, and I've did it again this week, as we'll see. I've picked too many outsiders, <laughs> trying to get a touch up on everybody, and it has backfired. Well, mate, I put in my tips last week. The week before, I forgot to put in my tips. But last week, I put on my tips, and I'm still in 61st. I haven't moved up anywhere. haven't moved down. I'm I'm struggling. I don't near, think any, but did anybody get a perfect ground last week? I doubt uh, anybody not, not in the, the top, Tigers. Not in the top five. I doubt there's many people tipping the Tigers. Yeah, unless you're a diehard Tigers fan, you don't tip against them, you ain't getting a perfect round. I probably, even if I was a Tigers fan, <laughs> I probably would have um, yeah. picked the Eels to win that one. Okay, well, let's um, you know, go and have a bow peep at the old uh, tips this week. Why not? Yeah, let's have a look at how I'm going to lose again. All right, so we both tipped the Sharks. And and the Broncos, you went the Titans while I went the Cowboys. Yeah, I I don't think I've picked the Cowboys this season. This one could go either way though. It could. So and the Titans um didn't play too bad, or it wasn't a great game, but they you know they came back. They yeah, I'm not yep. gonna say too much more about that. But <laughs> you tipped the Tigers. You tipped the Tigers while I tipped the Rabbitohs. This is what I was talking about earlier. I'm trying to uh, trying to get a leg up on everybody and try and pick a few upsets. Um, I'm going way out there this week. You're and going I think for the, the Tigers, Tigers back to back. Whatever the Tigers were drinking last week, they're going to be um, having kegs of it, and they're going to be drinking off of it, and they're going to they're going to pull one out. They're going to pull one out. They're going yep. to string two in a row together. You heard it here first. You did. So yep. yeah. All right. Uh, you tipped the Knights. While I, I tipped against us and went the Eels. Which is kind of ironic considering the conversation we were having earlier where I was saying that I'm not very confident and you <laughs> you were kind of leaning towards we'd do well. So, yeah, no, I went for the Knights. I don't know. I just, like I said, I think we do all right against Para. So I have a feeling we, we could have an, an upset in us. Well, that's what I'm banking I on do. as well. We have to come back sooner or later. <laughs> I have a feeling we have an upset in us, but I'm just not going to tip on it. I need to move up from, <laughs> yeah. from 61st, so I've, I've, I've tipped the Eels. We've both tipped the Panthers, Roosters, and Storm. Yeah, which isn't like... Yeah. They're all terrible teams, so I'm surprised we picked them. <laughs> but um, so let's um, moving on. You know, let the good times roll. Let's go on to the uh, Punk Club predictions. So I usually go first, so... Okay. What do you have, my friend, this week? All right, I'll go first. I've got first try scorer. I'm going Clint Gufferson mm-hmm. for first try scorer. Anytime try scorer, I'm going him again. I'm going Edric Lee. Edric, Eddie. Edric Lee. And I'm going for a score, Eels 22, Knights 16. There you go. That, that, sounds... that hurts so much to say that. 
It sounds, um, yeah, it, you know, it, it, it sounds tastes sad. Like the, tastes like the bitter taste of betrayal, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, okay, what have I gone? I've gone um, Edric Lee, first try scorer as well. I think we both just want Edric to get over, don't we? So, yeah, yeah. I put him as the first try scorer. I put Gutho as any time try scorer. All right, we've, we've just gone around the other way. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. But, you know, it makes sense. Yep. Um, and Clifford, I've gone, he's going to go two from five with the boot. Yeah, he's he is kicking pretty... I, I know he kicked two from three right. on the weekend, but he's not hitting them well, is he? Who's our backup kicker? Is it Ponga? Ponga. And he wasn't doing much no. better back when he was kicker too. Because no. so. when he was kicking, you know, there was a lot of fans saying, can we get rid of him? He he shouldn't be yeah. kicking. And Barney had a bit of a crack there for a while, but there's no use, you know, putting our eggs in yeah, that basket well, anymore. losing him now, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the Mark Hughes Foundation fan mail. First question of this week's Mark Hughes Foundation fan mail segment is from Andrew Murray. Andrew's been hitting me up a lot to to get on the show. Not so much nice. just asking a question, but he wants to, wants to come in and, and sit somewhere and have a microphone and say some things, but we just don't have any room on our table at the moment. Mm. Old um, Kurt Mannikins taking yeah. up residence. You, and you don't want to push him. You know, he's a fiery bloke. No, he's, he's, yeah. he's an angry man. You don't want to, don't yeah. want to push his buttons. Yeah. Do you see a light at the end of this tunnel? We have a great squad on paper and Joey assisting in coaching, but for some reason, something is missing. Look, I'm going to be a bit controversial here, but uh, I don't think we have the leadership that we need right now. We do have some leaders in the club. We've got Clemmer, we've got Gags is another good one. We've got Frizzell. They're three really good leaders, but Pong is our captain. I... I just don't think... They're not that... really in-your-face leaders, yeah, though. Yeah, and I can't see Ponga blasting the whole team. What we need is, we need a throw-your-mouth guard on the ground, pissed off. Number this seven. This isn't good enough. Number seven, or whatever number, really, but our old number seven, yep. Joey. So anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about there, I'm talking about the passion. Yeah. Um, we need that. Um, uh, interestingly enough, the, the Munster rumors, that is the type of leader... We needed our club. You put that bit of the puzzle mm. in and he goes, come on, boys, get on my back because if you don't, you're in trouble. And I think you see big changes. I haven't seen that passion that you're talking about since old Trent Hodkinson. Yeah. Remember when... Uh, uh, poor bloke. I, I always feel sorry when we talk about old Trent. Yeah, yeah, old busted knees. Yeah. Um, yeah, back when a ref made a call and it was a very wrong call yeah. and he's he's just said to the ref, well, you've just cost us the game and he's been sent off for 10. <laughs> I love the ref. <laughs> Trent, you can't say that. Or something. Yeah. yeah, it was great. That was, that was for me the last time that we really saw that type of, you yeah. know, throw your mar- mouth guard on the ground. Yeah, and all yeah. the great teams have that type of stuff, like not even just in, you know, NRL, in other yeah. sports as well. We need that. Yeah, um, my answer, answer to that one is... is Joey's still even training. Is he still even even coaching us in some capacity? Because I, I I don't go along to training, so I don't know if he's actually there or not, and I don't know if anyone is going to training and can confirm that. But it just feels like, you know, he he was there during the preseason. And first two well. first two games, we we had that you know Will saying that Joey esque. Spread yeah. the ball quickly from one side of the field to the other. We haven't seen that since round three. So no. to me, it almost feels like Joey was there at preseason, showed us a game plan. We went, yeah, that's brilliant. We're in the sheds in, in round three, and everyone's looking at each other going, do you remember what Joey said? Yeah. And it's almost like we just forgot what the game plan was. Yeah. I don't know if he is still coaching or not, but if he isn't and he can't come back, we need to get the Joey DVD or something. Like, you know, crack it in, <laughs> put it in, get the boys to watch it again because they're obviously forgetting because it's a totally different team than the first two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, okay. Let's move on to the next question. So, Kynan Lascelles? Yeah, I think sounds, so. Sounds yeah, right. sounds right. Yep. Do you think Barney derailed our season? No. No. Hmm. I, I I don't think he did. Um, I think injuries derailed our system, uh, our season. Obviously, we lost Braley before it, so I'm not going to mention. You know, yeah. he's a reason why, 
because like we we're saying we won the first two and it's all downhill since there yeah. but Lockie Fitz Lockie Fitzgibbon was a huge loss he was on he was in great form early yeah. um, losing him was, was was bad and then there's been the injuries since then that's you know we've had two uh, two players down for 60 minutes and, and stuff like that so so to me we haven't been able to get on a roll. Because we'll yeah. lose a player, then we'll lose another player, then we'll lose another player. I think at one stage this year, our injury toll was nine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's To me, injuries have derailed our, our season, not Barney. Barney, you know, I'm now seeing things on online saying, oh, Barney threw that elbow on purpose so he could yeah. not play because <laughs> he's going to the Warriors and... I think the Barney thing was just a catalyst for fans. Um, what's the old saying? You know, um, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate. Hate, you know, it's a pathway to the dark side or whatever it is. Yeah. I think that was just happened to happen. Yoda. Yeah. I think that this is a wise guy. Well, not guy, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it, I think that has just like manifested. Everyone was angry. And then that was our first loss of our streak of yeah. losses. So I think everyone's kind of just latched onto that. I don't blame it on Barney. You could also, you know, make the argument that Ponga wasn't there for round... He wasn't there for round one. Was he there for round two? Ponga? Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, well, put it this way. We've lost more games with Ponga since he's come back than, you know, the form we had in those first three. So you could blame Ponga. So it's... Which is silly also. So, yeah, yeah. No, so... Like you were saying, fans just need need something physical in a way to be angry at and to yeah. blame something on. And and Barney was that round three, let's blame it on Barney because yeah. that's when it all turned to shit. I'm yeah. just going to say it. So it's a good question, Conan, but um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't think it was I don't, Barney. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. All right, next one, Russell Dean. Why does Ponga play like a six, um, but he's fullback? Our attack is so predictable when our fullback is playing number six and the defense don't have to worry about the number one bobbing around to create from offload. I think you'll find a lot of um, fullbacks kind of play this role, but now it's like almost like an extra person in the halves. Yeah. So it's nothing new. It's not like Pong is doing something he shouldn't be doing, which, you know, no other club is doing. Um, and yeah, like on the weekend, we were down a half. So maybe it looked, you could probably. It's it's a damned if you do, damned if you it's don't situation, isn't it? But yeah. Can can you imagine if if Ponga was doing this and it was absolutely firing? Yeah. You know, it's it's a, like I was just saying, damned if you do, damned if you don't. 100%. Um, I've I've only really noticed it, um, in in the game that was just played on the weekend, mm. and I have a feeling it was because of Young Phoenix. I think maybe, uh, Young Phoenix was was maybe struggling towards the second half. And Pong has come in. He's taken a bit more of the the kicking role. He's cr- trying to create a little bit more. Um, so I can only, I can only assume that maybe that's because of you know inexperience in the halves. Russell might be onto something though, because to be honest, now that I think about it, I did notice it a little bit in Pong's first game back, like um, him coming up maybe a little bit too much and forcing maybe throughout Clune and Clifford's game a little bit, yep. and we saw a little bit of more of that stagnated type of offense. Um, so he might be onto something, but I don't think long term that it's an issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Bo begs, why is this club so hard to support? I've been wondering the same thing myself sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, why does the team endlessly let the fans down? Why do we fall into the same habits and positions, etc., etc., year after year? Well, I'm going to blame it on whoever let me decide that I was going to follow the Knights as a six-year-old. There you go. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> because, no, no, you think about it. As, as, a, as a young kid or a young boy or girl, you pick a favorite team yeah. and usually you stick with that team. Through thick and thin, you yep. stick with that team and then at some stage you sit there thinking, hang on, for the last 20 years I haven't had much to cheer about all because of little old six-year-old Sean in whatever it was, 1995, decided that he was going to support the red and blue team. Um, so, yeah. so you're saying if there was a DeLorean, you'd be like, go back and go, no, Sean, go for... Oh, I was going to say Storm, but they weren't even they around weren't, back They then. weren't around back then, no. Yeah, go that, for the that's maybe why Storm have so many young supporters is because they were coming of age around about the time that they were killing Oh, it. they do. Like, Have you been to like... Um, well, obviously, you have got young kids like I have. You go to school, the amount of like Storm jerseys oh, yeah. and stuff you see on, because they're, they're winning. Kids want to like, you know. Mm. But um, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, 
So <laughs> I didn't really answer the question. No, it's, it's, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've had these habits since maybe a 2005. Yeah. Like it, it feels like I honestly, I, d- I don't see anything different. I don't feel anything different from the club from even when Joey was playing, but we weren't winning when we won yeah. the spoon in 2005. It, it still feels very much like that. It was um, the late thousands into the early teens still had that, you know, Brian Brian Smith was leading the charge and, and yeah. we still had that. The Tinkler years and the Bennett years, we still had that. You move on to the Badiris, the Stones, the Browns. I I don't know. I, I, I think that's just our club. It's a very vanilla years, isn't it? Like like I was saying, like I've you know been a fan since eighty eight. We've had lots of ups and downs. You know, the the highs have been really highs. Feels like a lot we've more had downs some than really ups. Really lows. But um like you said, that early on through the eighties through to the early nineties, you had that passion because it was something new and it was like well, that was basically it. it. was something new. We were trying hard. You hit our glory years. And then, like you said, 2005, we've hit our vanilla years. And we look like we were coming back. We look like we were getting out. We were clawing our way back to being, you know, competitive. And, hey, we're on the up, on the up and up. You know, yeah. us and us and Penrith, you know, you know, in the same position there for a while. And then we see teams like Penrith who are like a force and we're still struggling. It is very disappointing. It's sometimes hard to swallow, but yeah. All right. Kate Myers, do you believe the Knights can get a win before Magic Round? Well, yeah, I tipped them to beat Paris. So that's a <laughs> yes for me, obviously. Um, I don't, I hate saying things like this, but I don't think we can beat the Storm. Yeah. So take Parrot out of it. I don't think we can beat the Storm. Um, I can't remember who we're Then we got Cowboys that. up in Townsville. Yeah, well, I never picked the Cowboys, as I said earlier. So I think, yeah, I think we can beat the Cowboys. I just don't, I think the Storm is the only one that we had to put across through. Yeah. Um, I think the other ones are winnable. Yeah, I'm going to say yes as well, because yeah. um, like I was saying, I feel an upset against the Eels. I've tipped the Eels, but I feel an upset against the Eels. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Cowboys in Townsville usually we don't go so well against, yeah. but I I feel like we could get a win there, and then yeah, Magic Round I I feel that we're going to win in Magic Round just because I'm going and yeah, I don't really want to go all the way to Brisbane to yeah. come home a loser. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't sound very that fun doesn't to sound me. very magical. No, yeah. no. All right. The 2022 Mark Hughes beanies will be revealed on the 1st of May. That's just around the corner. It is. With the beanies going on sale June 1st, so keep an eye out for them. Mark Hughes Foundation are actually going to send us some beanies. Awesome. I love seeing their beanies every year. It's yep. always um, interesting. Some nice designs. Apparently ahead of release. So nice. we will we'll have them before everyone else. <laughs> Fresh off the presses. Yep. So we'll be able to show everyone what they can buy. Yeah, you make your decision. There's always a couple. I remember last year when old Dan was on the show and he was wearing the kids' <laughs> one with the tassels. Ah, oh, the memories. He's got a little head. <laughs> he has. <laughs> um, uh, okay, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. So um, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook, um, Instagram, follow us on Instagram, um, uh, go on YouTube, subscribe, always helps us out. Uh, the bell click the ding. little bell, yep. little bell, yeah, the little ding dong. Um, and yeah, you'll get notified when the shows come up or otherwise, if you want to listen to it, if you don't want to watch, want to listen, Spotify, Apple music, um, Spotify's killing it. Like, yeah. Killing it. I find yeah, it very offensive when you say little ding dong, Storky. <laughs> little ding dong. Well, you know, that's something you just going to have to, you know, talk to somebody about. <laughs> Go and see a therapist. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's all from us this week. Thank you very much for joining me again, Storky. It's no always, problems. always a blast. It is. With, with you here in the studio. Um, I'm I'm hoping that you know we don't get struck down with the old Spanish flu anytime soon and, no, and have to go back not. to doing the old face to face on 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 the camera. Yeah, no, let's hope we've just stay in the studio and um, try and do the well, envious task of trying to lift everyone's spirits when we keep on getting. Oh, smashed. it's hard to lift spirits when everyone out there on on the Facebook land and and yeah. stuff like that. So so upset. There was even a comment on one of our on one of our benchy pages uh, posts the other day about, you know, I wonder how the bench warmers are going to try and keep up positivity 
after that one. I like comments like that. It's um, yeah, because it it can be difficult sometimes. But hey, we all love the nights. We're all in this boat together. Yeah, exactly. And even though I've tipped the eels, don't think I'm not positive. I'm I'm here with a smile on my face. I can confirm he hasn't got blue and yellow socks on. (laughs) No, no, blue and yellow undies. Maybe we don't know. Anyway, that's it for us this week. Don't just have a good night. Have a Newcastle night. Like brothers in arms, we're more than a team. And the heart of a say we wear on our sleeves for the red and the blue. Till the end we will fight. Sing long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights. Long live the Newcastle Knights for the red. And the blue till the end we will fight Singing long live the Newcastle Knights